the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw an interception. It's just... The Point After Show. The best goddamn fantasy football show in the world. Ready? Let's go. Hey, yo! Once again, thanks for tuning in to The Point After Show. This is your host with the most fantasy fantasies, Eddie Scarupa. Wow. I'm joined alongside by uh, Polly Bag of Walnuts Lipko and, and Tommy $20 Press Lipko. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, that lost was a, that one. Yeah, I know. That was a rough one. Uh, we have Cabby, the, the producer, back with us. We He's missed you, buddy. Back. We did miss you. Um, we're glad to have you back. Glad everything's going well. Um... Me and Cabby have a battle this week. We're playing head to head in uh, Lipko's Legends League. Yep. I have uh, Jonathan Stewart and like fifteen other people going tonight. Uh, actually, going actually, tonight. It's, um, I think I have three total. But um, I don't know. How, how are you guys feeling about your fantasy teams this week? I'm pretty much at, almost at the point where it's playoffs every single week. Uh, I have Arnice this week, Stroud Rounder, that junk box. But for some reason, his team is. I can't really say much. They're putting up more points than my team every week. I got my ass kicked by the producer last week. Oof. It's just rough. It's rough. I'm 5-5 five and five right now. Normally, 7-6 and six makes playoffs, so I could lose one more game realistically and still potentially make playoffs. Eddie's done. Cavie's sniffing. I'm and not Paul's technically done. Griebel set out those, uh, <laughs> those things yeah, today. Not mathematically. Mathematically. But, Eddie's uh, been on Eddie's been on life support for the last three weeks and he's hanging in there, baby. Every week hanging is do or die. Alligator blood. die. I uh I guess my question is that Jake that Jake Cutler bet. It's not looking good right it's now for Tommy. Good. You're gonna be singing yeah. uh, I'm a little teapot <laughs> no, on no, Facebook no, no. Live. That's gonna be our uh, our Super Bowl episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be I'm gonna need a Super Bowl to get through that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh I've been I've been in a little bit of a rut the last four weeks. I've lost three out of the last four weeks. Uh, started the season off a nice uh, five and one, and somehow and ended up um, six and four now. So potentially, actually, could act, somehow lose myself out of playoff contention. Well, It'd be I'm gonna, tough at this yeah, point. Yeah, and I'm gonna put that all that blame on you. You go out, you try to outthink it, think the guy's junk. You trade Odell Beckham for Spencer Ware straight up. It's not a bad trade. That's a. It's been our. It's been a bad trade the first three weeks. Uh, I've had it, but down the, the stretch, all it's three not, weeks you've had. No, it. but down the stretch, hey man, listen, down the stretch, Odell I think Beckham it'll be for Spencer Ware. Again, I had wide receivers that I I could was able to give up. I didn't have a running back. My running back situation was a disaster, a disaster. So I had no choice. I had to give up a, a, that to get a running back to help me down the stretch. If I'm going to do anything in playoffs, I needed a, a running back. Spencer Spencer Ware. Ware has not panned out, but I think today, this week is the week he turns himself around. Uh, I, I like this coming from the guy who uh, roster baited until he played. Oh yeah, uh, how did Jay, Jay Cutler, Cutler work out for you last week, Mister Overthinking It? Wait, but you're talking about you a bench, waiver wire you bench, acquisition. You bench Russell Wilson for Jay Cutler, not overthinking to anything. Top three best receiver in the NFL. What were the tra- What was the trade that you sent out? What was the trade that you guys made this year? 
Don't you? You um, traded Crabtree away from your team. Yep. You traded Gronk away from your team. I don't know. No, no, no I agree. Who was no, the other guy? We, we, Blunt. Yeah, oh, we, and Lagara Blunt. Yeah, so you're the guy that you're talking to me about Lagarre good trades. Blunt for uh, Matt Stafford, Calvin Benjamin, Calvin Benjamin, and uh, how'd that work out? I'm trying to think of the other. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it didn't yeah. matter. That's how Somebody insignificant it was. involving Matt Stafford and Kelvin yeah. Benjamin. Matt oh, I got Gary Bartonich in that Okay, track, so <laughs> Matt Stafford's <laughs> top five quarterback. So, so let it, me was a gar- it was if, a garbage if trade. If Matt around. Stafford is top quarterback, then why did you make a trade for Russell Wilson like two weeks ago? Because and I then was, not play him. I was pretty much giving nothing up for him. You pl- you picked him up just so a, that you could, you could not play him and go get cut. I was trying that trade before deadline so I could go trade away Russell Wilson. Let's be honest. It's just the action. I like the action, sure. I never never shy away from yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> End of the day, you traded Odell Beckham for Spencer Ware. I don't think it's a bad trade at this well, point. Still yet. It's been bad up to this point, but we will see when it pans out the rest when of the season. When are you going to say it's bad? I'll say it's when bad when he. Playoffs? I'll say it's bad when he costs me. When something. you miss playoffs, so you come on air. Dude, and be I was, like, my well, last I two, to... my last two weeks, much like most of fantasy people, my last two weeks were just bad bye weeks. I had to struggle through those buys and. I, I did. I'm over it now, and and I get to I get the rest of the season with my Spencer guys. Hopefully healthy. Buy. No, I understand that, but Spencer Ware, three... Lashawn McCoy had his buy. Not talking about Lashawn McCoy. My point being is that I lost not because of Spencer Ware. I lost because the rest. A lot of my other team had buys. No, that was a good trade. Anyways, it was a good trade. No, no really. let's see. Both of you guys have a lot of big question marks here, so let's just move into our first segment, the question and answer segment. Um, first. I just want to go around the room and just give our, our Twitter handles because we get a lot of our questions uh, from you guys. Please, if you have any sit starts, any questions you want to ask us, you can find us on our Twitter handles. Uh, the show's Twitter handle is at Point After Show, or you can email us at thepointaftershow.com or at gmail.com, I should say. Uh, my personal Twitter handle is at E S K O R U P A underscore P A S. Tom? I'm T Lip underscore the P A S. And I'm Paul underscore the PA show. And I'm Cavi underscore the PAS. Just real quick, though, guys, starting uh, on Tuesday, you're going to be able to go to our website, thepointaftershow.com, and click on the questions button. And you'll be able to ask us and send your questions through that, and you'll get your questions answered by us. Some of them may actually end up on air. And that's thepointaftershow.com. All right, let's break into it. Asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, Alright, this is our uh, question and answers segment that I just spoke about prior to that break. Um, I'm going to ask Tom, Paul, Cavi a couple questions here that we got from uh, Twitterverse, as I like to call it, I guess, um, and uh, are any emails that we might have gotten. First question from Twitter is at Gian Q. Quavik. I don't know if I got that right, but let's see. Um, he has no Alshon this week because of suspension. Uh, who does he start? Michael Floyd, Eli Rogers, Eddie Royal, or Robert Woods? I'll take this one. Okay, go ahead. After the ridicule I just received during our uh, just our little banter back and forth in the beginning with Jay Cutler, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bear, Eddie Royal. I think with Elshon Jeffrey, he's going to be uh, the big target here for Jay Cutler uh, over the next four weeks. But I definitely think this week versus the New York Giants, they're giving up the 13 fewest fantasy points. But, you know, look at Eddie Royal. He's a beast, especially when they get in the red zone. He's got that little sneaky little juke move to the inside, to the outside. 
definitely going to get a lot of targets. I think he's going to get uh, one one touchdown this week. That's what I'm going with out of these three, out of these four. I'll disagree with Royal. Um, again, at the end of the day, he still has Cutler throwing the ball to him. Their offensive line is a disaster. Cutler doesn't get enough time to even look in Royal's direction. I'm going to go with Robert Woods. Uh, I think Robert Woods is a sneaky play this week. He plays Cincinnati, but you have um, two weeks ago in week nine, he had 13 targets, uh, which is nice to see that he's actually getting a lot of targets. And uh, he had, they have um, they have uh, McCoy. Well, they have the Bengals, but they have McCoy healthy. I think that helps a lot from the passing game. Um, and they just got uh, – uh, who they just got back? They just got back. He just came off the couch. Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin coming back this week. Again, last week he – or two weeks ago he played. Should be, you know, two more weeks under his belt. I think he draws a little bit of the defense. He's going to be on a snap count. But I think Robert Woods – I think he gets open a lot. So, I like him this week. I, I go I go Woods. What do you guys think? I don't even ask Cavi. I don't like any of them. Stay really? Tu- stay tuned. Uh, for the sleepers, and I'll tell you who you should pick up instead. I got a real deep one for you. Well, I, I'm just gonna say there. No I Floyd. Don't know what you noticed? No you got Floyd. A Notre Dame guy here. No Floyd. Hashtag Notre Dame guy. <laughs> Not a good one this year. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, let's go on to our uh, our next question. It's from at Dak zero eight eight zero. I'm guessing this is a Prescott fan. Bandwagon. What yeah, boys? What's James White's role going forward? I'll go with this one first. Uh, for me, I think James White's role going forward is uh, few and far between is probably the best way I can describe it. I don't think that he has much of a role. I think I don't know if he had much of a role to begin with. He was mostly their passing down back, but LeGarrette Blunt has been a stud out of the backfield, so he wasn't running the ball a lot. But I will say this. Um, I think that Deion Lewis comes in and takes the, the a good chunk of the minimal snaps that he was seeing. Um, so I don't see James White as... A value anymore in fantasy? I, I think he, I think he's droppable in my opinion. Uh, Tommy, what do you think? I agree. Uh, we talked about this before the show started, and you were the only reason we picked this question because you said you were going to go the other way, and James White still had a role. But no, soon as, never soon happened. Soon as the mic got in your face, that must be what you heard. Soon as the mic got in your face, that's not at all you, what you happened. Go back that way. Uh, James White's junk. If there's a role for him, it might as well be bench warmer, Gatorade, hander outer. No, my argument was prior it. to this. That's my argument happened. was is that you James said that James White never had a role junk. at all this year. James White isn't going to score a touchdown for the rest no, of the year. It's going to be he's, Jaleel he's White. No, I agree yeah, with you. My, the, the, the argument we were trying to make earlier in the day was you said that James White never had a role this year at all. I disagree with that. I think James White did have a role. He was on a lot of players' teams, a lot of owners' teams, I should say. And, and he was their catching down back. He had a lot of quality games that kept a lot of fantasy owners probably winning this year. But, yeah, I think 100% he has no value going forward. He's done. Yeah, all right. That's, uh, that's what you got on Purple. So uh, next question is at K Thompson underscore WB. For the Wilkes Bear. I, I would hope so. That'd be awesome. Or winning bunch. I don't know. That was stupid. But yep. uh, no, okay, that was measly for Beasley. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, he's gonna. This is a trade. People, I guess, are still trading. Um, getting Brandon Marshall for Denver Broncos defense. Who wants to take this one? Uh, I'll, I'll jump in here. I. This is. This is just terrible proposition. Both parts. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Brandon Marshall. Oh, Bryce Petty's. How do you say that? You don't know what either one of them need. But yeah, but I'm just saying it doesn't matter. So you can't say it's a terrible, uh, it's a terrible 
proposition okay, for either the, I, side. I'm going to answer this, and then you could say how you want to okay. answer this. So I'm just giving you my input. I think this is terrible either way. Brandon Marshall and the Jets' offense. Or it's the Jets' defense. Or it's Denver's no, defense. Yeah, Denver's let me, let yeah, me yeah. talk here. Thanks. So Brandon Marshall and the Jets' offense, they're junk. Uh, no one's really doing anything. There's, there's one stud we'll talk about later. Um, but then you look at Denver. I think... You'd go with Denver. You could also stream a defense every week, though. That's why I'm kind of hesitant to pick a defense up via trade. But, you know, they have Kansas City, the Jaguars, Tennessee. They have one tough matchup with the Patriots coming up. But then if you make it to your championship, you got Kansas City again. So I guess I'm going to lean towards Denver in this trade if you have to pick something. Yeah, I agree. I think if you asked me this question in week one, I would have absolutely said you, there's no there's no doubt you always take – a wide receiver, any player over a defense. Defenses, like Tommy said, could be streamed. However, Brandon Marshall is a great player on a less than mediocre team. Um, the quarterback situation there is about as bad as being in Cleveland. I stick with Denver on this. I'm still sticking with the fact that you never trade a player for a defense no matter what. Yeah. So just don't Agreed. do it. Yeah, I mean, unless you're really limited on, uh, yeah. on waivers, then yeah, yeah. I'd say... Keep Marshall. keep Marshall. Yeah, keep Marshall. All right, uh, I'm going to put a little French twist on this one. Uh, at Hunter Bela, below, below, below May, below, um, or it's Hunter Bella, Bella. B-E-L-L-O-T. Uh, Randall Cobb or Marvin Jones, who do you start this week? I'm going to start Randall Cobb. <clears throat> um, quite honestly, I looked at both of these players when the when the question was, was raised to us, and um, I'm not a big fan of either start. <laughs> They're both up against tough matchups this week. But Marvin Jones has been a absolute buster since week three. We've talked about him on the show so many times. He just has not done anything to, relevant to, as uh, what, what, the, what the people are expecting. I like Randall Cobb this week um, over Marvin Jones. He has, he has a touchdown in three of his last four games. Marvin Jones hasn't had a touchdown since Nixon was in office. So... Uh, I'm going to go with Cobb. 1986. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go opposite end of this. I'm going Marvin Jones. The Smart Lions are move. playing Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, really, they don't have the best defense. You so know, they're giving up the ninth, ninth fewest uh, fantasy points to wide receivers this year. But the Lions have a ton of offensive weapons, I think. You know, Golden Tate, Ebron's been back. He's been solid once he came back from injury. Um, so I think this is going to be the week that Marvin Jones has a solid week. So if you have Cobb or Jones, you heard it here from T-Lip, go with Marvin Jones. Sounds like a bet here. I feel like we got a little wager going on. I like Cobb yeah, over we can Marvin make it Jones. A, we can make it a big wager. You take a pick. <laughs> what do you think, guys? I if like to see one. Yeah. What do you, what do you, let's ask, what do you Anything guys like? For content, what do you content, guys content, like content, first? Content. Let's hear what you guys like. I'm going Cobb. All right. Um, I, I'm going Cobb only all right. because you have to go with the high hand. He's so, been getting his targets the last couple so, weeks. So, okay, we'll do Cobb. this then. Paul was talking wager, wager, wager. I'll take all three of you bitches on in whatever wager you guys want to put forward. Okay. All right. We'll figure it up off air. Ooh. Stay tuned right. next week. <laughs> all right. Uh, for all right. Forget about Tommy this. might have to do the entire podcast in a female voice. Ooh. That is true. Uh, that could be it. All right. Anyway, well, last, last question. Uh, at Quan Ethan. Pick two. Quanathan. Mon- <laughs> Dante Moncrief. Terrell Pryor or uh, Doug Baldwin? Who do you guys pick? Two out of those three. 
Go ahead, T, you lead us up. Um, well, I'm going to go... Yeah. Moncrief is one of them? Yeah, Moncrief, Pryor, Baldwin. Baldwin. Okay, if I have to... Pick two. Moncrief, Cobb, No, Moncrief, Pryor, or Baldwin. I don't know how I have Cobb on here. Um, I'm going to go Moncrief and Baldwin, actually, this week. Um, you look, the Steelers' defense, I know they didn't look that good last week. They had a lot of... Uh, Big plays against them, but you know they're giving up the fifth fewest fantasy points to the wide receiver position this year. Baldwin and uh, Russell Wilson are starting to get their groove back, like they had at the end of last year, which made Baldwin a, a number one wide receiver in a lot of fantasy leagues. And then Dante Moncrief. Listen, Andrew Luck is getting a lot of grief this year for you know not getting those big numbers that he was uh, projected to get as a number one fantasy quarterback. But at the end of the day, he's getting those numbers. They're slinging 300 yards a game. He's getting sacked a ton. But I'm going Moncrief and Baldwin this week. Bench prior. I'm going to say Moncrief. I like Moncrief also. Uh, Tennessee, like you mentioned, giving up uh, the ninth most fantasy points to wide receiver. However, I'm going to go away from Baldwin simply because Seattle, although they've been hot with Baldwin recently, they're playing Philadelphia this week, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think you'd be lucky if Baldwin finds the end zone. I'm going to go prior against our boys this week, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It pains me to say this, but the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense doesn't exist. Their their pass defense is atrocious. Their secondary is an absolute mess. Uh, Last week they gave up big numbers to Des Bryant. They gave up good numbers to pretty much anybody that was receiving the ball last week in Dallas. I think Pryor puts one in the end zone this week. I think he, I think he's the guy to go with over Baldwin. So I'm going to go Moncrief from Pryor. I'm going to go Baldwin and Pryor. Baldwin went nuts <laughs> this week. Steelers have no defense. Pryor put out a pretty sweet video of him catching one-handed catches uh, from a machine this week. He's all amped up. I'm going to go Baldwin Pryor. All right, I'm going to go uh, Moncrief and a streamer because these other two suck. Wow. Uh, well, uh, that's just my advice. So, so Quan Ethan advice. basically got no help whatsoever from us there because no. well, nobody there any, agreed with anything. Any well, we know what he's gonna. He knows he's gonna start Moncrief. Moncrief, that Moncrief yeah, yeah. No, yeah. fuck Moncrief. 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 Well, no, Cavi doesn't go, like Moncrief, but I, I, we, I go ball. Uh, I don't like no, anybody on that Colts team. Yeah, Moncrief. The other two are hit or miss. It's not even so. Moncrief is. I mean, Indy's playing Tennessee. Tennessee secondary is poop. All right. Let's keep well, going. Yeah, that was my advice. Um, Sorry, Quan. And speaking of which, hey, at Quan Ethan, hopefully you pick one of those three. All right. Let's move on. I'm a stud, not a dud. I don't ask for much. We can do Bill Clinton stuff. Liberal dude. Let's get nude. Don't be a prude. I'm coming over. I'm a stud. All right, this is our studs and duds starts sits steg- segment. Uh, Paul, do you want to go first? Who's your start? So my quarterback start of the week is going to be Kurt Cousin. Uh, Kurt has thrown for over 250 yards in five straight games. He's playing a Packers defense who, if you guys watched last week, got torched for five passing touchdowns, four of them actually by the quarterback and one by a running back. Uh, they've given up nine touchdown passes in the last two games alone. So... Uh, I just I like Kirk Cousins. Washington is is hot right now. They've only lost one of their last seven games, and the Packers give up the 14th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I think Kirk Cousins has a big game in Washington, so I'm he's my start of the week this week for quarterbacks. 
Eddie, who that's, you like? That's in prime time too. I think I think that's a good pick. Uh, I've been barking this guy. I've been, I've said this for weeks now. Marcus Mariota, love him. Uh, since week five, he's either one or top two, depending on your quarterback or depending on your fantasy football league. He's the top quarterback uh, fantasy wise. Seventeen touchdowns and three interceptions since week five. They play the Colts, who have the second last pass defense in the league. I know it's an indie, but he's been a stud. He cannot not start him. That's my start of the week. He was on your dumb dumb segment last week, Eddie. You start him this week? I'm starting Mar- Marcus. You have yeah. to, right? Yeah. Right. How could you not? Double M, M and M. All right, let's move over to our sits. Who do you sitting this week for quarterback? Who am I sitting? Jameis Winston. Last four games, he's been on a roll. I I I understand that he's had. 20-plus fantasy points in the last four games. He's had 10 touchdowns, two interceptions only. Uh, But he's only played four teams that had really shitty defenses. Uh, They're playing in Kansas City this week, who's had 13 interceptions this year through 10 games, maybe nine. I'm not sure about their their bye week or not. But I I just don't like them this week in Kansas City. I think they're going to have a tough time with that defense. I like it. I'm going to sit Ryan Tannehill this week. Miami Dolphins playing at the Los Angeles Rams. Tannehill's coming off his best game of the season last week against the Chargers, where he put up a whopping 240 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, or zero picks. Um, they're not exactly the uh, numbers you would expect to hear when a quarterback says it's his best game of the week, of the year. So uh, this week he flies across the country to play the Rams, gives up the ninth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. If you add it all up, if you added up all the passing touchdowns, Russell Wilson, Carson Palmer, Eli Manning, and Cam Newton had this season against the Rams, you get two. Two passing touchdowns total those four quarterbacks put up against the Rams. Collectively, um, I just don't see Tannehill having any luck this week. I think he might be lucky if the over-under is one touchdown pass for Tannehill this week. So Can it go to Jarvis Landry, please? I'll, I'll root for Jarvis Landry since I'm not playing you this week. Over Bench Kenny Tannehill. Stills. Bench Tannehill this week. And um, let's move on to our running backs. Who, um, I'll go with my start first, Eddie. That's Do it up. You. Yeah. So my start of the week <clears throat> is probably everyone's start of the week. It's not a surprise. Le'Veon Bell, the Pittsburgh Steelers, playing the Cleveland Browns. Le'Veon and the Steelers know that their playoff hopes are getting more and more slim. This week is supposed to be cold as shit in Cleveland, which does not good for Big Ben and his knee. The Steelers will lean heavy on the run game, and Le'Veon Bell will take advantage of the Browns' awful rush defense. Cleveland gives up the third most fantasy points to running backs. I anticipate a huge game for Le'Veon Bell. Don't sit him. <laughs> Eddie? I just made you say underwear. <clears throat> By under, I mean Spencer. Wow. He's the... He's my start. He's my start of the week, uh, Spencer Ware. I even like though him. even though he didn't have a great game last week against the best, one of the best, if not the best, rush defenses of Carolina Panthers, he still put up four four point seven yards per carry, which is great. I think. Um, I think he. They're using him more in the passing game week by week. He had. Uh, Three catches out of the backfield last week. I like him this week. Top five running back. I'm going to go with him. Spencer Ware. I like him because I traded Odell Beckham for him. So uh, I'm liking your pick, though. Eddie, go with the – who's your sit? My sit is Jay Ajahi. Woohoo! I love it. Ajahi. Sit him. Um, Last week, he 
rushed for 19. He had 19 carries for 79 yards against a beat-up San Diego defense. That's the WV Wales Vagina, if anyone doesn't know about that right now. Um, I just don't like the Dolphins in general in this game. (laughs) I know you guys were just talking about the Dolphins, but I do not like them. Uh, Rams defense, basically, in fantasy... They've been the only consistency fantasy-wise for the entire anybody related to the Rams is their defense all year. I mean, they've been the Rams, the Chargers. No, the Rams. Oh, yeah, the right. Rams. I'm sorry. Why, the Rams. Did I, why did I think you said San Diego? Because you said Wales vagina. You got me all. Last out week there. they played. L- gotcha last now. week, my uh, bad. Ajahi. Apologize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, played against the uh, Chargers, but yeah, Rams defense. They've been shaky. Uh, actually, they haven't been shaky. They've been the only consistency all year fantasy relevant. I, I like them. I like, I like uh, the Rams defense crushing Jay Ajahi. This hashtag. Yeah, I like. I like anytime someone sits Ajahi because I think he's poop. <laughs> My sit of the week this week is Jeremy Hill, Cincinnati Bengals running back. They play Buffalo. Over the last three weeks, Hill has been extremely beneficial to their fantasy owners. This week, you need to curb that enthusiasm, though. Hill plays the Buffalo Bills. I like it. Who give up the 15th fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs and only 60 total rushing yards in the last three weeks combined to running backs. If Hill can't get himself in the end zone this week, I expect him to rush south of 50 yards, leaving fantasy owners high and dry. Ooh, Bench him. Oh, you're going songs, yeah, TV I know. shows over there. I'm bringing it Rainbow's off. wet in the pants right now. I'll listen to a little high and dry right I, there. I love my my goal is to <laughs> make fantasy listeners. My that. goal is to make my fantasy listeners, our fantasy listeners, wet in the pants. Over the hill and far away. <laughs> so oh. I'm gonna go. Let's let's move to the wide receiver start of the week, Eddie. I'm gonna I'm going to. We talked about this a little while ago. Yeah. I'm going to make Tommy happy here because I'm going to prove his point a little bit. And I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver New York Giants against the Dub Bears Chicago. OBJ's lit up for more than 20 points in each of his last two weeks, much to my dismay. Uh, and this week he gets a juicy matchup against the Bears who give up the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Ah, Odell has been giving up the faithful fantasy owner of giving his faithful fantasy owners what they expected when they drafted him early, as long as they didn't trade him like I did. Uh, he has six touchdowns over his last five games. I expect OBJ to not only go for over 100 yards but another touchdown. Eddie, who do you like for your starter and wide receiver? Well, like first of all, I want to take your pick into consideration, and I was gonna pick him, but then I crossed out the O. And his, I, I heard of BJ's and wow. and uh, and Juicy. You were talking about I don't know. Yeah. You were you were getting a lot. Juicy? You're, yeah, you're talking we about need to OBJ. Call the girl in, bro? You need you're, to... you're talking about OBJ and Juicy and oh. Faithful and OBJ's I don't know. Things. I don't Faith know what's going on. Faith Evans. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. There are a lot of subliminal messages going on over there in that OBJ. one. OBJ. Um, I'm gonna go with DeAndre Hopkins. What? Yes, DeAndre Hopkins. He's a st- he's my I like wide receiver start this week. Last last week he had 13 targets. Over the last four weeks he's averaged just under 12. It was 11.75 if you do the math, but who does that um, besides me? Your uncle. Yeah, probably. But um, but he's he's playing a defense that has allowed the most yards per wide receiver in the Oakland Raiders. I like these guys, and I like DeAndre Hopkins and even um, – C.J. Perdonowitz, whatever the frick his name Fedorowitz. is. Fedorowitz. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I think they're both going to get a bunch of targets this week. Eddie, so. I'm going to call this the Eddie Big Balls Pick of the Week. Okay. D-Hops as a start of the week. D-Hops yeah. hasn't been a start of the week since, like, week 13 of 2015. That's I love it. I uh, think he's I due. He can't go Eddie, all season. The Eddie he's Big due. Balls Pick of the Week. I like this should, it. This should have been my bromantic I don't, bold prediction. I, don't, I wouldn't pick it, but I like the fact that you're ballsing up and doing it. Good pick. I absolutely someone, love someone that someone had, someone had to pick them. So who's your sit of the week? Uh, my someone sit did. is Desbian the Lesbian Brian. He is a huge lesbo. Uh, I love lesbians, though. Yeah, who doesn't? Looked, look at uh, Des last week. Looked like the, the Des of old. Um, he he put up a bunch of points. And then the not not the week before that, but the week before that, so three weeks ago, he, uh, he put up a b- bunch of numbers. But... In the last two weeks combined, he's only had 13 targets, so he made the most of what he got last week. 13 targets in two weeks, those aren't number one wide receiver numbers. They really aren't. Um, 13 targets per week are wide receiver numbers, not wide receiver one numbers, but I don't don't see him still. He gets those big plays, but I don't see him being a big PPR threat or... I don't know. Baltimore fifth fifth ranked best secondary against wide receivers. I don't see it this number week. one ranked defense overall too right yeah. now. I just want to let you know that Donald Trump's team just formed us that his fact checking uh, you were incorrect a couple weeks. A bunch of numbers is not an actual statistic. So uh, I do like it though. It was it was good. Excellent numbers. Did That's I say a bunch numbers. of numbers? You did say a bunch of numbers. Well, he put up last week, <laughs> which is which was it's. I mean, hey, nobody's going to dispute the fact that he put up a bunch of numbers, but. Huge. Uh, so, Huge numbers. <laughs> all right, enough of busted Eddie's Triple digit numbers. <laughs> I'm going to give you my sit of the week this week is Jordy Mother and Nelson. I know people are going to hate Nelson on this, but Jordy Half Nelson from the Green Bay Packers, you all know him, you all hate him, playing the Washington Redskins. Jordy has been unstoppable for the last three weeks, and most people will not be able to sit him this week, but... He won't keep him off my list. Jordy plays the Redskins to give up the 10th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this week. He will see a lot of Josh Norman, and Aaron Rodgers will look to find other targets. Keep expectations low this week for Jordy, who probably won't go over 80 yards and won't find the end zone. My upset of the week, by the way, I'm not even sure it's actually an upset or not, but my upset of the week is is Washington beats Green Bay. I think Green Bay is in trouble. Washington's favorite. Are they? So it's not really an upset, but I think think Washington... I think he they upset a lot of fantasy owners. Let's put it that way. I agree with that. So uh, moving on to our tight end start of the week, I'm going Greg Olson because quite honestly, who else do you go with? Uh, unfortunately, I can't go with Greg Olson because he's already playing. Crap. We'll, we'll go with him anyway. Yeah, go. We're in the middle of this game, so he didn't quite actually do anything yet. But I'm still going with him. I have faith. So by the time you hear this, you'll already know what he did. Greg Olson caught five or more passes. You can nine. fact check Paul. Yeah, you can fact check me. So, yeah, so tomorrow I want everybody to uh, tweet me and kill me if, if Greg Olson is not a good start this week um, in tonight's game. Anyway, Olson caught five or more passes in eight of the nine last uh, eight of nine of his last games. And he's playing tonight against New Orleans, who uh, gives up the 13th most fantasy points to tight ends. In week six, when he faced the Saints the last time, he had nine, uh, six catches for 94 yards. I'm thinking he's going to do the same tonight. Hopefully, if I look at the score, he already did that. I don't know. But I think Olsen has a big uh, has a big game. Start of the week. You would think in that uh, playing that shitty Saints defense. But my start of the week is Cameron Brait. This guy 
Jameson or Jameson. I'm I'm following Paul's yeah, logic. Paul, we've been drinking Jameson, but Paul's <laughs> logic here. Jameis Winston loves this guy. Uh, he's been he even said in a press conference recently that he uh, he's a workhorse. He's with Jameis every after every practice, doing things with him, um, throwing the ball, whatever. <laughs> Throwing it, uh, just doing things, catch. tossing the. But he's had three touchdowns the last three games. He's he has a tough matchup this week against Kansas City, but he's getting more and more targets. Stardom, you won't regret. No, it. I, I agree just want to ask a question Go here. Ahead. You what? said your sit quarterback of the week was Winston. Yeah, but then your start tight end of the week was a guy from Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's possible. Okay. It's yeah. possible. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you play your uh, your starters against the defense. Quick up, to. quick update on Greg Olson with uh, nine minutes and thirty eight seconds left in the second quarter. He has one target and no receptions. Start of the week. <laughs> hey, that just means he's going to do all that shit in three quarters. Exactly. Plus Benjamin's half. out right now in the locker room right. getting a shoulder injury. Cavi's not going to like this um, one. Go ahead. Sorry, I was I was oh. I was going to just quickly agree with you. I like Braid also, so good pick okay. on that, Eddie. All right. Uh, but Cavi's not going to like my sit of the week. Tyler Eifert. You're nuts. Woo! <laughs> I know he's been hot. T. Uh, and He just got just around 100 yards the last two weeks. But he looks a little dinged up. I don't know. He's been limited. I don't know. Um, he'll get his targets, but I think he finishes out of the top 10 this week. That's just as my opinion. Go ahead. I'm going to go, my sit of the week is going to be Jimmy Graham from the Seattle Seahawks. Playing the, uh, you know what I'm stewing? I want to go back to that. <laughs> Notre Dame guy, number one. Number two, he's been a beast. How can he even, like, what? That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> just a good opinion. Just absolutely that's ridiculous. Just I like when you get Cavi fired up. Like like I, I, I couldn't even get the words <laughs> out. I couldn't Dame. get the words out. That's what happened right there. Notre Dame guy. Uh, well, I'm not going Beast. Notre Dame. Beast. I'm going Jimmy Graham. I hate that pick, too. <laughs> Jimmy Graham's <laughs> playing the Eagles in Seattle. Um, obviously, Jimmy's given his uh, fantasy owners hope uh, two weeks ago when he lit up Buffalo in week nine. However, he was quickly brought back down to earth last week. As a matter of fact, Jimmy Graham has only had that game to hang his hat on over the last five weeks. He has not been over 100 yards or in the end zone in any other game in the last five weeks. This week he faces the Eagles defense that gives up the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends on the season. If you need a lot of points this week, you need to win. Don't depend on Jimmy Graham to do it. Bench him. Go find a streamer, maybe a Cameron Brait. Get rid of Jimmy Graham. Get rid of Tyler Eifert. Those are Paul and Eddie's sit starts of the week. Studs and duds. Yeah, make a s'more out of that Graham cracker. Wow. That was weird. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Eddie. Cheese mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over and under. All right, this is our over under segment. Paul LaShawn McCoy at Cincinnati. Over under 17 fantasy points this week. Ooh. Well, considering the last two weeks, I've collectively gone four and eight. And I have LaShawn McCoy on my team. I'm not going to take the over. I'm going to say under. Simply for that reason alone, because I hope I'm wrong on this one. I'll say under. I like it. What was the number? 17. 17 fantasy points? LaShawn McCoy. And are we taking into consideration half-point PPR? Yeah. Is that what we're basing this on? All right. I'm going to go LaShawn McCoy this week versus Cincy at Cincy. I think he's going to go over the 17 fantasy points. 
I think he's going to have 120 total yards, probably five or six catches and a touchdown this week. Cincinnati's given up the 12th most fantasy points to the running back position this year. Um, Sean McCoy's going to do his thing, especially he has a week off after his bye. I'm going Shady goes over 17 points. I'm right. good with that. All right. He's been kicking my ass lately, so. Tom, we'll keep it with you. All right, keep it with me. Uh, Stefan or Stefan? I think it's Stefan. Curry? Diggs. Kind of. Um, versus Arizona, 13 points over or under. He's been on a tear. Yeah, I'm going to go over on this. Diggs last year was a beast. You know, he was drafted somewhat early. You look over the last three weeks, he's been averaging almost 20 fantasy points per week. I know Arizona's given up the fourth fewest, fewest fantasy points to the wide receivers, but this is all Bradford really has. They don't have a rush game. They're, Peterson's going to be on them. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't care. He's still going to get those little slants over the middle, the little ins, outs. He's going to be getting, you know, he's probably going to have seven, eight catches, 90 yards this week. Um, what's the over-under? Uh, 13. 13. I'm going over mm-hmm. again with Diggs this week. 13 is a magic number for Diggs. You know he's had 13 catches in his last two games, both 13 game, 13 catch games. I am going to go under this way with this one. I think it's a risky under simply because he has been so dominant. <laughs> I mean, he's been over 13 points in his last three games each game. Uh, but I do agree. Uh, Patrick Peterson is going to shadow him. It's been said that he is going to follow him all over the field. I think Patrick Peterson shuts him down. I think they look for a different way to move the ball down the field. I think this is Diggs' bad game. And this is where you're wrong because they don't have another way to move it downfield. Well, they got Kyle Rudolph. They have the worst. Yeah, that, that they have Thielen. the worst rushing. been uh, pretty good. Thielen's been all right. And I agree. I don't think that my. I don't think Minnesota is going to muster up a lot of points in this game. And I just don't think that Diggs is going to be there to do anything at all. Uh, it, it, I think Thielen. I sees a couple throws. I think. Kyle Rudolph has an all right game, but I just don't see Diggs. I could be wrong. I've been wrong a lot in the last two weeks. Yeah, so. Diggs, Diggs is going over here at the 13 points. All right. Okay. Um, so we got over for Tom again, uh, as always. As always. <laughs> not, not always. I've been taking a lot of unders. And under for Paul. Um, Martellus Bennett at San Francisco, over under 12 fantasy points this week. I'm gonna think? go. I'm gonna go over 12 points. I don't. A lot of people are barking that Martellus Bennett is the start of the week what for Titan. Here again? I said over 12, but I don't think he's gonna go way over 12 in a half point PPR. Uh, I do think he he has the potential of obviously finding the end zone once against San Francisco's piss poor um, oh, defense. But if he doesn't, here's what I think. I think if he doesn't do it in the first half, he doesn't do anything in the second half. I think that the, I think New England gets gets the lead. I think they get up big and early, and I think that they get away from the pass. Um, I, I see, uh, I see Legarrette Blunt having a big game, but I'm gonna go over, but just barely for uh, for Marty, Marty B. B. Marty B. Yeah, Marty B. In the his own. Marty B. And Paul's going over here, and he just gave me the business for this, but <laughs> I'm going. He has under this week. Marty B. I think he might be one of the most overrated tight ends this season. People are yapping about him, but you look. He's had two good weeks. The rest have been just pretty much junk. Um, take away that six-catch, three-touchdown game of the year. You know, he's had over 100 yards twice, but other than that, he's hasn't really done much. I'm going Marty B. 
really isn't part of the game plan this week with the New England Patriots. I think Marty B goes under, but not by much. I'm saying around <laughs> 10 fantasy points. Yeah, my overs, by the way, is contingent upon if Gronk actually somehow manages to play. I don't trust anything that comes out of a coach's mouth. No. Unless he's completely out, I, I'm i going to still say yeah, over I, at that point. Yeah, you've... I get a star next to that we one. We all agreed on that last <laughs> week. You, you can't... You, whatever the coach says... Assume the nothing. media, yeah. to the to social media, or just the regular media, you can't agree I on. trust Adam Schechter. Um, all right, uh, quarterback, Andrew Luck versus Tennessee, over under 20 fantasy points. I'll take this one. I think Andrew Luck, over under 20 fantasy points, I'm saying for sure over. He's going to have around 30, 30-some fantasy points this week. The Titans have given up the 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. Andrew Luck gets it done every week. You know, he he's not putting up those numbers in the first, second quarter, but when it comes crunch time in the game, they're running from behind. Andrew Luck is definitely getting his numbers. I say Andrew Luck goes over 20 fantasy points this week. I'm going to say he goes under, um, obviously because I love to be different than my brother. He's averaging 21 fantasy points a game this year. So... He basically is teetering on, you know, he is playing a porous uh They're not defense. that bad, though. Against they're, the pass, they're, against they're the really pass, they're bad. bad. Against okay. the quarterback, they give up the 10th most. I think that's the time. Okay. You said that 10th yeah, most fantasy most. points to quarterbacks. But I will say this. I think that this is one of those games that looks like, especially watching last game with Tennessee, uh, it looks like this game like should be 53 or Yeah, something this like game that. looks like it yeah. sh- should be a shootout. I, what do we always say? Every time, under time. every time a game looks like there should be 70 points on the board, they turn out to be 37 points on the board. I think this game ends up being a grind, ground and pound type of game. I think he goes just shy of 21 points. I go with the under, but I still think he has a quality enough game to obviously start a quarter. And quarter. don't forget that, you know, he... He could take off if need be, you know. So when push comes to shove, if he has to scramble, he's the type of quarterback that can do that. So I think he's going to get you that 20, 30 yards on the ground. He's going over 20 fantasy points this week. All right. Uh, Paul, we'll keep it with you. Spencer Ware, we talked about him earlier. Well, I did anyway. You just picked two of my running backs out, damn it. You're, you're, putting, oh, really? the, you're putting the hex on me. Uh, no, it's all right. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, versus Tampa Bay, 16 points. Everyone ha- – all the all – the, the, the three or four projections for this guy were all pretty high. <sighs> Again, he's my he's my he's my second running back behind McCoy, uh, starter on my team. I'm gonna say under. Here's why. I said it last week. I I, I slapped the panic button with with where I don't think he's unless they change up what they've been doing. They're not getting him the ball. Um, through the air enough. They're not passing the ball enough to him. He's not going to get enough on the ground to get to 16 points. So unless they change something up where they're actually starting to pass the ball out of the backfield to him, I don't think he gets to 16 points again this week. I'm nervous. I hope he does. But I'm going to say under this week, 16. Spencer Ware, playing Tampa Bay, they're giving up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs. I think that. I hate to say it because I dogged you for this trade. I still think Odell Beckham for Spencer Ware is the dumbest trade ever in the history of trades. Um, That might be like taking Scuba Steve Slayton in the first round with the number one overall pick. Or taking like a Cedric Sabalas rookie card for a quarter. (laughs) For for, uh, Michael Jordan rookie card back in the day. Bicentennial quarter. But I'm going with... I'm going to say he's going with the the over here. Um, Spencer Ware, this is going to be the week that he gets it going. Again, you know, Kansas City needs to find some identity on that offense. Macklin, is he going to play this week? Um, 
Kelsey, what's he doing throwing gloves at uh, referees? I think Spencer Ware is going to get yeah, things moving. That's old news. That was two weeks ago. He handed the ball the ref, the, the uh, or handed the official the Listen. ball last week. He was very, very cordial. That was nice of him. But at the Listen. end of the day, they're not a pass team. They're going to start throwing a little couple dumps to him. I think Spencer Ware has six, seven catches this week, uh, 150 total yards. I'm going the over. You're going over. All right, I like it. I think I'm you're marking it down on my notepad here. All right, last one, wide receiver. Des Bryant, we talked about him a little bit earlier. That was my sit of the week. Versus Baltimore, over under 12 fantasy points. Tom, start Des us off. Bryant, oh, man. You look at his numbers over the last three weeks. You know, They're up or down. They, yeah, it's yeah. like a EKG reading. Um, I think this is going to be, you said 12 fantasy points? Yeah. I think he's going to go over. I think he's going to scumbag another red zone touchdown and have at least 50 yards. So right there he hits his over. Des Bryant, no-brainer this week. I hate to say it. I don't like the guy, but going over. As a person or a football player? As a a C, all the above. Ooh. But, yeah, I'm going over. Yeah, I'm going to go over also. I think that Dallas is on a roll like Cottonelle. Uh, I think they steamroll Baltimore this week in Dallas. Yeah, (laughs) I think they steamroll Baltimore this week in Dallas. Over the last four weeks, Dez has averaged 14.7 points a game. Above the 12 points that you're asking, I'm going to say he stays around that 14 to 15 point range. I think he goes over this week, 12 points. All right, that's all we got for our over-unders. We're going to take a break quick. All right, this is our uh, sleeper segment. Let's go with our snoozers, Tommy. Uh, Ed's advice and is a Cavi. I know my advice was horrible. Uh, that, was a, that was a snoozer. That's not going to be on air. For uh, the podcast. Cut so, it cut out. Cut it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go Uncle Joey on that show. Dave Poirier. So right. I, I'll start off with the quarterback position for my uh, my sleeper this week. A lot of people were high on this guy preseason, but he really hasn't done much uh, to start the season off. I'm going Blake Bortles, uh, quarterback from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're playing Detroit this week in Detroit. Detroit's given up the second most fantasy points to the quarterback position. You look at what Blake Bortles has done over the past three weeks. He's averaged 26 fantasy points the last three weeks. I think this week, uh, you know, he's going to have a huge game. He's averaging 285 yards and two and a half TDs over the last three. I think this week, Blake Bortles puts up over 300 points and three touchdowns again. 300 points would be solid. 300 yards. You know what I meant. Yeah, I did. This was Eddie talking. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Unless it, depending on how it goes with this game, he's the king of garbage. So he could throw some good garbage points up for you. Big fan of Blake Bortles, the person, not the fantasy football oh, was, player. Did he go to Notre Dame? No, he's just a big dummy. I like listening to his podcast. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to go with Colin Kaepernick. Um, you're going to get a different take on things from me and Tommy. He's, I love this uh, pick, by the way. He's more of a statistics guy. I'm more of a words guy. I'm not so much a uh, a Bob Solitsky with the stats and statistics. <laughs> the probabilities. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my my quarterback sleeper for the week, Colin Kaepernick, Um 
The 49ers are going to be playing from behind a lot of the game, so he should be running. He should be gunning the ball all night long. I'd say really if you're if you're looking for somebody to fill in, uh, say you have Phillip Rivers or uh, – an injury or something that you need to swap in a quarterback this week. There's Matt only Ryan, Matt Ryan, Ryan. Yeah. There's only, there's only two other quarterbacks in the league um, that you're going to be looking at. And it would be like a, a Carson Wentz or a Jay Cutler and they both suck. So you're going to want to throw uh Colin Kaepernick in. Yeah, I agree. If I had, if I had Matt Bryant, I mean, if I had uh Matty ice, hypothetically, I would hope to God cap was sitting on that yeah. free agent. Cause I would love to. If you're in one of those weird two quarterback leagues too. I mean, he's a must start this week. So, and I get it. Uh, they're going to be playing from behind because they're playing the Patriots. But at the end of the day, that's when Cap's at his worst when they're playing from behind. He's back mm-hmm. there. He's nervous. He doesn't know what the hell to do with the ball. He's he's thinking all over the place. That's when he starts throwing his interceptions, fumbling the ball, getting tackled because he's not taking off as early because he's looking for that big play. I think Cap this week, I'm going to say he's going to have under 10 fantasy points. I think he's going to be up on it. The election's over. He doesn't have to worry about kneeling or standing. Or voting, actually. Or voting or anything like that. So I think he's, he's going to have his head in the game. He's going to be good to go. So let's move on to the running back position. This week I'm going to go with a guy from the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going Giovanni Bernard. I think this is the week he's going to get fed. You know, he catches out of the backfield. Uh, you know, he's, he's pretty solid. He's been His rush attempts have been getting... Uh, increase each and every week over the last six he's getting double digit carries on average you know he's getting three to four targets per game i think this is a week that he gets over 120 total yards and a touchdown uh definitely if you're looking for somebody my sleeper this week is going to be giovanni bernard all right i'm gonna go with the man the best cj on the oh, Seattle Seahawks. Cavi's been Notre Dame this guy. For, I'm not even gonna say weeks. I'm gonna say months. He's been. I've been this. harping this since the draft. I drafted this guy. He would have went on draft in our league, but I drafted him. That might have had something to do with a uh, you know a whiskey stupor and not being able to remember anybody else but people on Notre Dame's football <laughs> team. But drafted CJ Procise. I've been harping him. I did drop him week three, so he's not on my team anymore. But uh, everybody's talking about him this week. He should have a really big week. He should take the majority of the snaps. He has the size and the speed to be a running back one. He could end up being a third, uh, three down back eventually. But the big thing about him is he has wide receiver speed. If the line could ever actually block for running back in Seattle, uh, he'd be the real deal. So go with CJ Procise. If he's available in your league, then your league kind of sucks right now because people are kind of dumb if he made it this far. But um, he's the guy if you can get your hands on him to go with. Yeah, I like ProSize this week, too. I think it's his last week before Rawls starts stepping in and vulturing, but I like him. He's the guy to go with. So let's uh, let's hop over to our wide receivers. So I said it earlier. Here's your guy. I think you want to pick up Cameron Meredith this week. Who he, quarterbacks there? Jay Cutler. Just wanted to check that out. Smoking Jay. Oh, Jay Cutler's still going to get sacked a bunch of times, throw a ton of interceptions, but that's not going to affect his wide receivers as much. Just wanted to check that out. Yeah. So uh, Cameron Meredith, I think he's your pickup. Uh, last week he he had a big bomb, fifty yard catch for a touchdown. Uh, pretty much single handedly helped me beat Tommy and uh, put him in his grave there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Elshon Jeffrey suspended. Eddie Royal is inconsistent and kind of sucks this year. I know Tommy's hot on him, but not not where I'm what I'm feeling from him. Uh, Marquise Wilson is like the only other uh, wide receiver on that team right now. I think he just got brought up from the practice squad or the arena football league or the chargers football team coached by larry gabriel i'm not sure 
But uh, Jay Cutler's going to sling the ball. He loves to go deep. That's his thing. Giggity. Drop back. Who doesn't? Bomb the ball up. Uh, and I that's, try to go deep. <laughs> that's Cameron Meredith's thing. So, He's going to catch the deep ball. I, I, I'm going to agree with you on one thing. Jay Cutler's going to be slinging the ball this week. Yeah. And well, it's his job. He's supposed to sling. <laughs> yeah. He's and a quarterback. He, he bet him against two last Yeah. yeah. So, Jay Cutler's going to uh, be slinging, but I don't think Cameron Meredith is going to be his man. I think... Eddie Royal's going to be the man there. There are 10 targets that Alshon Jeffrey's been averaging per week that are going to be up for grabs to the wide receivers and everybody else there. And I think Eddie Royal's going to be the man that's going to vulture those targets. He's been solid when Jay Cutler has needed him, you know, with Alshon Jeffrey missing with injuries in the past. I think Eddie Royal uh, is going to snag a bunch of those targets. He's going to have eight targets this week, six catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Eddie Royal is definitely your streamer sleeper for a low-end uh, wide receiver this week. So go pick up Eddie Royal. I think you're both high for taking anything on the Chicago Bears that's waiting for Jay Cutler to throw him the ball. Yeah, Just wanna... my take on that. I wouldn't stream anything off the Chicago Bears. Can I hit what you guys are smoking? Because Yeah. yeah I mean, pass it to me and Eddie. We're, we're smoking the 3-7 and seven, uh, Eddie Chiba over there. Ooh. That's what I thought. So anyway, so I'm going to move it on to the tight yeah, end position. So my uh, sleeper of this week is going to be Eric Ebron. I think, you know, coming back, ever since he came back, he's been averaging nine targets, seven catches, and 85 yards per game since his return. Eric Ebron's going to be solid this week. Um, you know, like I said earlier, Marvin Jones is there. That whole offense is is filled with weapons. Stafford loves to throw the ball under Jim Bob Cooter. Um, so definitely go with Eric Ebron this week. I definitely think he's going to go over I'm going to say he has his average, 7 catches 95 yards he's not going to get a touchdown. That's his average? 7 catches 95 yards? In the yards? last 3 games 7 oh, okay. catches 85 yards. Wow. But I'm going to say he's 95 this week. So 7 catches 95 yards, doesn't find the end zone, but still that's going to be top 5 tight end this week. Alright, I'm going with both of the Pittsburgh Steelers tight ends as sleepers this week. Uh, Jesse James and Ladarius Green. This is if you're in a deep league. You're really stretching here, but either of them are are a viable play this week. Ladarius is back, but I think Jesse James is going to dominate the catches. And uh, probably everything else, though, is going to go to Ladarius Green uh, as far as the tight end position is concerned. They're both red, red zone threats, and um, let's be honest, they're playing the Browns. Um, the Browns have given up the most points to tight ends this season um, and probably just about everything else. I think we mentioned a couple times that they've given up the most points to things. But uh, I think they're both a safe play. Um, I think there's a toss-up that either of them could score a touchdown this week, and uh, they're, they're my tight end sleepers this week. I think this was a perfect opportunity for you guys to actually mention the only thing on Chicago that actually has a chance of catching Miller? the ball. Zach Miller, quite honestly, should be the play. If anybody, in my opinion, could be a, a, homer is a, you're a Steelers guy. He's a sleeper, <laughs> sleeper slash. He's the only thing that's actually advanced now that Alshon Jeffrey's out. Zach Miller is your sleeper tight end of the week. Just got done telling us that we were high as shit. For oh, picking for picking wide receivers. For picking it. What, what's the difference yeah, between yeah. a wide receiver and a tight end? They're both people that catch a position? the ball. 
A total position. People that catch the ball. What's the difference between Des Bryant and Jason Witten? Yeah, but they cut. both catch the ball. It doesn't man. matter. There's a they huge difference. The Dude, that's the dumbest ask. That's the dumbest no, question I've ever heard. You're, you're, Cutler likes to if there was, if there was, back. why wouldn't they just call them? Why wouldn't they just call them wide receivers then? Because they block too, man. You're an idiot. You're dumb. They both catch the ball. All right. That's well, I'm just do. telling you. I think now. the biggest difference is that uh, Cutler likes to just drop back and wing it. He's not necessarily in the best position this year. He's just gonna be throwing the ball deep. I don't think Zach Ertz is gonna. Be catching bombs downfield. Zach Ertz. Or Zach, Zach, Zach Ertz Miller. might be. I don't think Zach Miller is going to be. All right, speaking of winging it, let's do the GOAT and go head-to-head. All right, here's my question, guys. It's week 10. Up until now, who is the most... It's week 11. But the, but the first 10 weeks, I'm saying. Oh, okay. I know it's, it's week 11. Through, coming into through it. 10 through, weeks. Through 10 weeks. Okay. Through week 10. Who's the most underrated fantasy player to date? I'll start this off. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I think that the most underrated fantasy player to date is Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald was drafted, on average... 62nd in across the board in most drafts. So what does that equate to? Fifth round. Fifth round, there was 26 wide receivers on average taken before him in fantasy. 26, right? You're talking about a guy that right now is averaging 15 fantasy points per week. Five out of eight weeks, five out of, I'm sorry, six out of nine weeks, He's had double-digit targets. He has five touchdowns on the season. I just don't understand why this guy continuously gets overlooked. I get it. He's getting older, but he isn't getting worse. You know, I mean, in 2000, like last year, like why would he end up being the 62nd pick overall? I don't know. Because of age. Yeah. That's what I hate about it. In 2015, right, last year he put on 109 catches, 1,215 yards, and nine touchdowns, right? Do you know... Here's four players that that's better than. Mike Evans, Elshon Jeffrey, Amari Cooper, and T.Y. Hilton. That's that's insane that he's still going behind all these guys. I get it, he's older, but 26th wide receiver off the board. Do you know how many wide receivers out of those 26 he's got more fantasy points in this year? I would say 26 of them. 22. (laughs) 22 of the 26 wide receivers he's got more points than that went... That, that were average drafted before him. The guy is an absolute stud. He keeps getting, he's like a fine wine man. He gets better with age. I don't understand why people don't show this guy a muff of love. He just, he's underrated. And as much as his name is as, as big as it is, fantasy wise, he does not get enough love. Quite honestly, he's probably someone's wide receiver two, but he was drafted as a potential backup or a wide receiver three at best. So I love the guy. Tommy, what do you think? Um, I'm not going to say he's underrated. A lot of people always talk about Fitzgerald. Yeah, he might decline in fantasy drafts every year because he's getting older and older, but a lot of people still have love for this guy. Um, He's doing some decent numbers. But 62, man. He was the 62nd pick. That's all right. You got quarterbacks, number one running backs, number one wide receivers coming out of there. So, yeah, it's not crazy. So, with my guy, underrated... I'm going running back from the Jets. We've dogged this guy for a long time. Early on in the season, you know, he had some hot games, but then he sizzled there for a little bit and cooled off. 
I'm going with Matt Forte. Over the last, uh, each game this season, he's averaging over 101 total yards. Over the last four, he's averaging 4.8 yards per carry, 114 yards per game. Um, You know, he's a top 10 fantasy running back, coming in at number 9. During that slump period, he played two of the best defenses, rush defenses in the NFL. He played Arizona and Seattle. You take those two games out, this guy is averaging huge numbers. Everybody get off his balls. He is still a fantasy beast at the age of 31. Matt Forte, I don't care if you're 35. I still want to draft you. You're still one of my targets. You are one of the most underrated quarter, uh, running backs in the NFL this year and in fantasy football. Matt Forte, I love you, buddy. I don't really understand how you call him underrated. He was taken on average 48th pick in the draft this year in fantasy drafts. He was the uh, 17th running back off the board, which we obviously know how running backs – go fast in Can fantasy I ask football. you a question? Yeah. What do you always say to me? You never win a fantasy football league on draft day. I understand that. So you but, could give all your, you could spew out all your on draft you, day the stats. Whole, the, the question was is who's the most yeah, underrated? Under he's like not underrated. Five, five segments ago he's we were talking underrated. about he drop was, he was drafted what do you do the, with them? You're hitting the panic button. He was drafted on in the fourth round. So you can't round. talk about draft. Let's not talk about draft. Underrated right. means that you you got a guy yeah, that just he's getting no love. He we was drafted in the fourth we just, round. Okay, Listen that was to me. Hang draft on. day. He That's was drafted draft in the fourth day. round. He scored a touchdown in four out of ten games only this year. So forty percent of the time he scores a touchdown. He's a running back, by the way. He's only scored a touchdown in four out of ten games this year. He's only hit a hundred rushing yards in two games this year, and he's only catched. He only averages two catches a game. The only reason people draft Forte was for catching the ball. Okay, so you said He's he pooped, only scored dude. in how many games? Four. Okay, Larry Fitzgerald only scored in three. Larry Fitzgerald's a wide receiver, dude. It There's doesn't matter. three other wide receivers in the field at the same it doesn't time. doesn't matter. So you have four Forte wide has one running back. End. He's the only running back in the field at one time. So is that the only position that scores? You have more pass TDs in a game, in a season so you're than trying you to tell me that TDs. You're trying to tell me that a running back on a team should not have more touchdowns than a wide receiver on a team. Depends what team you're it's on. It's a hundred times harder to get a touchdown as a wide receiver than as a running back. I disagree. Agree with that. You have more. You have more opportunities. The quarterback slings it six hundred times a freaking year, where most running backs only rush it two hundred times a year. There's three and four targets in the so field. There you go. So five average, if you count a tight average. end slash wide receiver, and you're about woke. the same. Or six if you count the running back Listen, who can catch the ball. And again, again, it doesn't matter what happens on draft day. You might be he's high not, on somebody on draft day, but the last few weeks, he's not you've underrated. Been hitting the panic button on him. You wanted to drop who? the guy. You. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, the so then poke. you make him underrated at some point, right? You, he's not you underrated. Said, he's overrated. He, no, no, he was drafted in the fourth round. He's done the junk. last few weeks. The guy has nah. been averaging double-digit fantasy points the last like you know what three, I say four to that? weeks. Meh. Nah, you know what? Meh. Paul is a dumb dumb. Meh. Wrong Please. segment. It doesn't matter. Paul's dumb. Doesn't always talk about. All right. Well, the, these bros are having a little bro. If anybody feud. wants to get on this as a listener, feel free to tweet us out because I'm telling you, Tommy is stupid in this one. Forte is overrated, not underrated. Okay. Top nine. Top nine running back. All right, bros. Top nine running back. Twenty running backs are hurt this year. That's real. That's a good statistic. Oh. There's twenty running backs I'm hurt right now about, in the NFL. I'm talking about the running backs that are good and healthy. That, so, so he's a top nine running back when twenty of them are out. That's what are you talking about? <laughs> Meh. Let's Meh. keep going. Meh. All right. That's good. 
Here, let's make a bet right now. I guarantee right. Matt Forte has the mo- more fantasy points than Larry Fitzgerald going forward the rest of the season. It's not even a good bet, dude. Then They're two different positions. Oh. He gets he gets okay. he gets to touch the ball twenty times a game. What did you draft first? He gets. What did to- you draft first this season? A wide receiver or a running back? A running back. No, you didn't. You drafted Odell Beckham Jr. first round this year. No, no, year. I understand that. But so I'm you can't like, sit there and say this guy's gonna get more fantasy points because he's a running back when you go and dude, draft the wide receiver. Who touches the ball first. more, running back or wide receiver? It doesn't matter who touches. Yes, it. It's it does. Who matters? Makes it's the best of those. Your, your argument's stupid. According Matt Forte to touches the ball twenty times a game versus Larry Fitzgerald no, might get the ball nine twenty times a game. Look at his average. Look at his between average between catches and runs. How many times no, he touched uh, the ball a game? Maybe maybe fifteen times a game. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Do oh my some, god, dude. Do some more research. Do it. Tell me what he does. Then right, go let's ahead. Let's keep moving. No, go, tell me what he does. Feel if you if you want I'm to getting, do my research, I'm getting dumber listening to this again. You have not a clue what you're talking about. Like usual, check our statistics every week on our fantasy stuff. During our podcast, everybody and check. I dominate him. Tommy, Tommy's right on the overrider. And I dominate him because Tommy can At flip a coin. Congratulations! Go ahead. How's your fantasy team doing this year? Well, how many championships are you going to have? Who cares? What do you mean? Who cares? You bought a championship. We all know that. It doesn't no. matter. Your asterisk is always there. It cost me a piece of extra and a Bud Light. That's what it yeah, cost me yeah. to win that championship. Yep. Anyway, let's go. All right. Well, I'm starting to get balls from scratching my head too much, but you too. So let's go to our bold predictions. Let's get romantic. Yeah, let's get romantic with it. All right, Tom, who's your bromantic, bold prediction this week? My bromantic, bold prediction is going to be another kick in Polly's nuts. I'm going with, you down with OBJ? Yeah, you know me. I think OBJ Couldn't get an OBJ on your wedding night. Yeah, please. I got an OBJ from your girlfriend when I played football in high school. Great Great one. Up at Lakeland. Great one. So, OBJ, over the last five games, he's been averaging 21 fantasy points. The Bears are giving up the most fantasy points to the wide receiver position this year. OBJ and Eli Manning are starting to get their groove going. I think this week, my bromantic bold prediction is OBJ has 13 catches, 165 yards, and two touchdowns. Not one, but two. Wow. My bromantic bold prediction this week is DeMarco Murray. I don't think this guy is getting enough love from us here on this show. He is an absolute stud for fantasy owners. He's averaging 21 fantasy points a week, 91 rushing yards, and a touchdown per week. What other player can say that they're averaging one touchdown per week that's not a quarterback right now? He has eight rushing touchdowns in eight games. He has ten, he has, um, ten touchdowns in ten games. I'm sorry, he has eight rushing touchdowns in his last eight games, and he has ten total touchdowns in ten games. He's playing Indy this week with the eighth mo- giving up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. My bull prediction this week for DeMarco Murray is he puts 150 total yards, three touchdowns on the board for fantasy owners. You know what the funny thing is? Last segment, I was arguing that the running backs. The oh, man, yeah, the we totally flipped on man. each other. And when yeah. it comes to romantic bold prediction, we totally just flip-flopped, and yeah. you went with the running back, I went with the wide receiver. You're still an asshole. Cav, what do you have going on? I love you. All right, I'm going to go with James Starks this week. He's going to come out of the backfield. Chris and Michael is going to get maybe five snaps. Put Ty Montgomery out the pasture. He's not the bell cow anymore. <laughs> the Redskins absolutely stink against the run. It's going to be a competitive game, so the Packers are actually going to be able to run the ball. So my romantic, bold prediction this week is James Starks. All right, and I 
harped this guy last week. Martellus Bennett, Marty B in the MIC. That doesn't make any sense, but uh, <laughs> Eddie's in the MIC right Eddie, now. Eddie's speaking into the yeah. MIC. But last week, I projected, this is my bold prediction last week, 85 yards, two touchdowns. He had seven catches for 102 yards. He was still a top six tight end last week. I said he would be a top one. Um, <laughs> so that was a little off, but I'm going to go back and say that he is going to be the top tight end this week. 85 yards, two touchdowns. I'm not breaking away from my prediction last week. Marty B in the Bay City. I did my ALS challenge last week with Bay City Water. He's going to be taking a dump in the Bay City Water this year. So. You did an ALS challenge? That's like two years too late, isn't it? Weren't we doing that like two it's years never ago? too late. Yeah, it 2014. Is, yeah. yeah. But here, let me just I did ask it last question. year just for, just for hot of the, glory. Yeah. Let yeah. me ask a question, though, because yeah. Paul always gets on my shit about this. Is 85 yards a bold prediction? No. And two touchdowns. The two touchdowns, I kind of For a tight end? I kind of. For tight ends? He's already had over that once this year. Yeah, that's true. I will give you, yeah, get a little bold. Someone give someone else some shit around here. I'm sick of always getting I I got thrown off on the ALS challenge. Yeah. So come on. So did everyone. Spice it up. Spice (laughs) it up a little bit. Get a little little more yardage. Get a little bold. Eddie, get a little crazy. How many catches are you going to have? Ten catches, one thirty-five, and two TDs. There he is. That's bold. That's really bold. Now we're you bold. Like it? That's bold. I like it, Eddie. Is that better? Take us out of here. Take us out of here, E Dog. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Point After Show. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Point After Show. And uh, any questions you want to send us, you can give us your uh, questions, sit starts, whatever. Uh, send us your email questions at thepointaftershow at gmail.com. My personal e- or, uh, Twitter handle is at E-S-K-O-R-U-P-A underscore P-A-S. Tom, what's yours? I'm T-Lip underscore the P-A-S smoke. I am Paul underscore the P-A show. And don't forget, hit our new button starting Tuesday. Questions on our website, thepointaftershow.com. We love you guys. All right, I'm Cavi, the P-A-S on Twitter. And uh, also, don't forget to hammer the... Subscribe button right now on Facebook Live. We're gonna be doing Boom. this a lot more. And hammer leave us, it, leave us some. Hammer it like it's an over on Tuesday night when the whack games in the NCAA. Wow. Leave us some reviews on iTunes, and if you made it this far, as always, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, guys. Why'd you give me a dirty look for the wax? You you forget that you used to take.